Hello, welcome to NC Asian American Ministries podcast. My name is Sammy Ju, your host. I am here in Nashville, Tennessee for SBC annual meeting. And as I'm so excited to get to meet a lot of great men and, men and women of God. And today I'm sitting here with my friend. His name is Jonathan Hayasi. Hello, Jonathan. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing great. And thanks so much for your time with me and with us. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, my name is uh, Jonathan Hayashi. I'm originally actually born in Kentucky, and uh, uh, but majority of my life lived in Japan. So both of my parents are Japanese. And uh, age 16, heard the good news of the gospel, and my life was forever changed. Everything changed when Jesus came into my life. And the Lord gave me new passion, new dreams, and new hopes. And uh, ever since then, the Lord has just been so kind and so good to me and uh, has eventually brought me 6,000 miles away from Japan. And now I'm pastoring in Kansas City, uh, Missouri. Wow. Um, Jonathan, can you tell us about your family? Yeah, so um, so I have a wife. She's super wonderful. If she's next to me, her name is Kennedy. It's like Billy Graham and Mother Teresa combined at the same time. Pretty incredible. Wow. Wow. Um, so uh, that's her. And then I have three children. I have Kaide and Anna. And then we just adopted our son from Bulgaria from an orphanage just a year ago in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, and uh, and then we have one more on the way uh, due in August. So, wow. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. So Lord is really multiplying you, your family. Absolutely. We're kind of aiming for the children of Israel, the 12 tribes. Uh, I'm just kidding. No kidding. <laughs> My wife would get a heart attack probably from that. <laughs> just So we're probably done. But yeah, we, we, we're really blessed. Awesome. Well, Jonathan, I know you're a very busy man um, for the kingdom of God. So could you tell us about what you do, what your roles are? Yeah, you know, I mean, first and foremost, I'm a child of God, you know, First John 3, 1, the old one, a man of love, the Father's bestowed on us. And then, you know, I'm a husband, I'm a father, and then, and I guess, like, I'm a senior pastor at Northern Hills Baptist Church, and, uh, you know, God's been really kind and really, you know, it's just been awesome, you know, size is relevant, but, you know, pre-COVID, we're about 325 running, and, you know, Lord has been slowly bringing back a lot of stuff. Uh, people back into our church and you know so we just see a lot of things that the Lord is doing so I, I guess that's kind of like my primary role that I'm doing and also I serve with the Asian American Collective with the SBC Executive Committee with the Next Gen Collab uh, so a lot of my time it's kind of you know kind of geared towards that you know equipping training uh, next generations you know kind of Ephesians 412. Mm, awesome great uh, Jonathan I also work for the Baptist State Convention of North Carolina and it's such a great joy to see more um, Asian American brothers and sisters in, in this SBC annual meeting and also other ethnic groups as well. So could you tell us about uh, your vision or your insight on this next generation collab and what they do and why it is so significant for the kingdom? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a great question. I think, um, you know, we were just looking at some statistics recently. The most recent statistics is that we're really, kind of dropping the ball and just not just SBC, but evangelical in general, uh, you know, reaching them, seeing the numbers of baptism and people being converted, you know, and that's what we're all about, right? I mean, that's my heartbeat as, as a pastor to see people saved, baptized, added to the church. And uh, that's where we want to mobilize, you know, we call them Generation Zs. 
you know, which, you know, they're not just the future of the church, but they are the church. Mm. And how can we intentionally bridge these, you know, gaps? And how can we have a disciple-making oriented relationship so we can champion these people? You know, first and foremost, who, those who are far from God. I think Ephesians, uh, you know, uh, 3 talks about that. And then draw them near. Uh, so intentionally, uh, as we think about gospel-driven, Christ-centered, kingdom-minded ministry. Uh, so that's what that's what we're about. Somewhere uh, I heard that we are no longer mission field, mm -hmm. but we are uh, mission force, mm -hmm. is that right? or a mission partner. Mm -hmm. So um, here, I mean, Asia, we're, we're, both of us are Asians, and people might think that, oh, yeah, you're from Asia. Uh, we are uh, here in the United States, and we are here to serve you. We're here to share the gospel with you. But that's great. But it's not like that. It's not just that. We are here to partner mm -hmm. with a Southern Baptist, um, Anglos, or uh, African-American brothers, sisters mm -hmm. to really reach out to the lost people for the uh, kingdom of God. So uh, what do you think about this uh, changing from mission field to mission force as uh, Asian-American? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, at least what I see from Revelation, John's vision, he said, you know, there's every tongue, tribe, nation, and people, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think, um, I don't think God is colorblind, mm -hmm. honestly, and he's not blinded by color. Um, you know, it's a beautiful thing, the diversity of it. And, uh, you know, I can speak from experience, come from Japan. You know, if you're in Japan, Westerners come and share the gospel, missionaries, and not against that. Praise be to God. People sending many people into country Japan, by the way, which is the second least reached nation in the world today. Um, and I'm so thankful for the cooperative program. But there is a huge gap, not just the language barrier, but the cultural barrier and kind of like just even the visually too. And they would feel like, well, that's a Western religion. That's not for us Japanese, right? So there's something about mobilizing like actual, you know, Asian Americans and so forth. And what's amazing uh, now is that many Japanese are coming to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior when they come to the States. Mm. And the problem is we're sending them back, but there's not strong churches. Uh, so we need to mobilize and train them and equip them while they're here or you know, for whatever, for schooling or job or anything, you know. So, so we are partners in that and we are the mission force. We're on the front lines. Uh, just watching what God's doing, but God, by God's grace, we're able to participate together with that. Uh, so, so I think I think that's what we mean. You know, it's just we're not just sending; we are the mission force now. Yeah, mm, awesome, great. Now, is this your first time being at the SBC annual meeting? You know, I've been here in the past. It's been a while, but yeah, this this year is one of a kind. It seems like. Mm, yeah. So, what changes do you see, and what really uh, impressed you the most? at this meeting? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I'm still kind of processing and thinking, you know, today's technically the last day of the annual meeting, um, but I, I'm so thankful for our leadership. You know, I was just thinking and just praising and thanking God for uh, President J.D. Greer, you know, with the Summit Church and just his, uh, just his grace and uh, leadership and conviction. And just, I just see God's hand uh, there, you know, and obviously there has been some tension and we sense that in the room, uh, but I just really sense that the Lord has been honored uh, through this, you know, and these are difficult times. You know, I often tell to our, you know, pastors and ministry leaders, this year and a half or two has probably been the most disruptive 
draining, difficult year for any leader to serve. So I'm just so you know thankful for our team here at the Southern Baptist Convention and some difficult decisions were made and some you know, new officers and presidents are nominated, but I just really sense the Lord's hand in it. And uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna go we're gonna we're gonna get through this, you know, and mm -hmm. and uh and I I have great hope. I have great confidence and you know and I still see the Lord is on the throne and you know the mission continues on mm -hmm. and uh, that encourages me. Great, great. Well brother, that's great. Uh Jonathan, uh you mentioned about your church that um you've been pastoring how long? Yeah, about a year now. A year now, okay. Mm -hmm. Now you're Japanese American and um, your church is not necessarily Asian American church, right? So what's your experience like? And I see among my friends that many of them are not necessarily serving at Asian church only, but they're serving in a multi-ethnic church or Pan-Asian church or even um, the uh, predominantly Anglo church as well. So what's your experience like? Yeah, that, I mean, that's a, that's a great question because often when, when I introduce myself and I was like, so were you at a Japanese church or a Korean church? I was like, no, actually, if you have to describe my church, it's probably most like, I would say like suburban, middle-class, Anglo context. And, uh, you know, in fact, I think I'm the only Asian in the 300 uh, mm -hmm. people that who live there. Uh, but, you know, what's funny is that I was, I was serving in Chicago about six years and that church is, you know, multi-ethnic, but majority African-American. <laughs> so, um, but you know what? What's encouraging for me is that the gospel goes beyond cultural barriers, Amen. ethnicity barriers, nationality barriers, and language barriers. And, uh, you know, for me, it, it has helped me to learn how to read culture better and to adapt better, uh, you know, to be all things, as Paul would say. Uh, so for the sake of the gospel, the sake of Christ. Um, so I'm just so thankful. Our church has been so kind and loving and affirming and welcoming me. You know, there there was a concern as a you know young pastor and taking a senior pastor leadership and then um, also being an Asian. But, you know, our church really embraces the love of Jesus mm -hmm. and that compassion and welcoming. So my wife is actually Anglo. She's not Asian. Uh, she's from Colorado and our children are half. Uh, so, um, you know, it, it's just been really neat how our church has been loving on our family, praying over us. And I just really feel blessed and beyond measure, um, highly favored, you know, and uh, that's just that's just been really good. And I think that's what that's what the body of Christ is. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, uh, to extend and welcoming. So it's been real good. It's been a journey. It's been great and uh, really exciting times. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And I see a lot of more actually Asian-American pastors were actually stepping in that role, mm -hmm. kind of like yeah. me, actually. Right. Yeah. That's right. Well, I should have asked you earlier, but what is your ministry philosophy or what is your ministry goal, vision? Yeah, that's a great, that's another great question. You know, I, you know, we we're in stage at our church creating a kind of crystallizing vision, mission, strategy, value system. Uh, so we were getting ready to kind of launch that and propose that uh, to our church. But really, I think or, you know, I often say, you know, our greatest passion is to know Christ. Mm -hmm. And our second greatest passion is to make him known. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we are there to know Christ and to make him know. How do we do that? Uh, we're passionate about making disciples. How do we do that? We make disciples who seek Christ, serve people, share the gospel for his glory. So so that's kind of like, you know, um, you know, intentionally building those bridges, turning those gospel conversations, uh, everyday conversation, the gospel conversation. So that's that's what I want to see, you know, people emulating the gospel.
Awesome, great. Uh, Jonathan, I know you, you also have podcast, and also um, I heard you wrote a book as well. Could you tell us a little bit about your book and your podcast as well? Yeah, so I have uh, the podcast called Ordinary Radicals, which is kind of like my book title, actually. So the book is Ordinary Radicals, A Return to Christ-Centered Discipleship. Mm. And uh, the idea is a lot of times people talk about discipleship, uh, you know, pastors show me the greatest curriculum, greatest program, and I just want to do a 12-week course and, uh, you know, did it. And, and for me, I say discipleship is not a program we launch. Mm -hmm. It's a lifestyle we embrace. Right. At least Jesus didn't, you know. I mean, some people said, therefore, go make disciples of all nation, right? And then what? Did you say, grab a pen and a pew. We're going to go through a four-week series, <laughs> and we'll give you a discipleship certificate, and now you can go make disciples. No, it's not, right? Mm -hmm. It's a lifetime learning of learning to lead, uh, you know, live, love, lead like Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And that's what discipleship at the heart it is, which I take even further. A discipleship issue is a gospel issue. Mm. And uh, a lot of a lot of books don't talk like that. So what kind of gospel do you embrace? What kind of gospel you preach? What kind of gospel you believe? Uh, you know, that, that begins to bear fruit in your church, in your ministry. Um, so so yeah that that's a bit about the book and yeah yeah it was it was a lot of fun uh writing that awesome great well thank you brother jonathan it was so good to meet with you and spend time with you and thank you for your vision and thank you for your ministry absolutely thank you so much for your time sammy i appreciate it uh yeah yeah and hopefully we'll be in touch and continue to partnership uh as being the mission force as we proclaim the gospel of jesus christ and make disciples of all nation mm. absolutely god bless you brother yeah bless you